This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Clint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famer Mike Van Deese joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? That's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, I guess, here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandela, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Happy Monday. Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle. It is your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collisions. What are you doing over there? Oh, okay. You got audio, though, so, okay. Uh, Ryan Featherston's in studio. He's going to join us in the next segment to talk about rivalries. So this will be fun. Um, we are also presented by Capital Collision Center, as I said, and coming up today in the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Uh, Featherston's going to be here. We're going to talk to Guy Almquist as well, your auto contest performance of the week, and uh, a lot more still to come because it's just it's it's Monday, and we're ready to go. Uh, we'll, we'll give you a recap of the weekend. Uh, most of you know what happened. We'll talk Cats and Grizz. I was really close on both of my predictions, so I've had a decent year on predictions, and I enjoy it, especially scores. But we'll talk about those coming up. Um, you want to? Uh, you can uh, tweet us at jwalkersports. Our phone number is four zero six two zero nine one two six seven. All right, let's get right into things. Uh, congratulations to uh, the Montanans in the NFR. We'll run down that in a second. And uh, let's see what else is I going to hit on here first up. Um, if you go to the thing, oh, opening segment of the Jason Walker Show, brought to you by our great friends at Montana Custom Log Homes. Uh, Montana Custom Log Homes, family-owned and operated, veteran-owned and also woman-owned, milled, handcrafted, timber frame divisions, project management services. They'll stack your logs. Uh, all your builder has to do is finish it out. They will also travel to the build site, and they uh, our largest home to date is 30,000 square foot under roof. That's um, that's pretty big, so uh, appreciate Montana Custom Log Homes for uh, bringing us uh, the show. Uh, let's see. Okay, so great weekend. I was in Billings. I got to watch uh, MSUB Rocky basketball, doubleheader. Got to call it on SWX, and it was so fun. It was really good basketball as well. And uh, Rocky got the sweep, actually, and uh, on the road at Alterowitz, which is a fun gym. I hadn't been in that gym since 1994, and it was my first sporting event I saw at MSUB. I saw Steve Warner in concert back in 1994. In Alterowitz Gym, yes, the country singer. Um, so there you go. Uh, the Cats get the win on the road. I don't think anybody's really surprised that they won. I think they're more surprised that they won how they did, 42-19. to 19. Uh, But that is the first time that a team scored more than three touchdowns or more than two touchdowns against that Bobcat defense. Um, and we'll see if Chase Benson and Ty Okada are back for the semifinal game. First semifinal game in Bozeman since 1984. And uh, the Cats with a uh, pretty good chance uh, to go back to the championship for the first time since 84. 
We'll talk to Alex Eshelman on on Wednesday about that. Grizz, a tough one, losing Cam Humphrey, losing uh, Sammy Akam. Um, injuries are a part of football. And if you follow me on Twitter, you saw, and we'll talk to Ryan Featherston about this, you overcome and adapt. Injuries and officials. That was what the story of the game was for from Grizz Media and Grizz Fan on the Twitter on, uh, on Friday night was, well, if Cam doesn't get hurt and the refs don't call a game, then the Grizz win. So we'll talk about that. By the way, I picked the James Madison to win that game 21-10, to and it was very close. Was it 29-6? 28-6. Is that what? Okay. And then I picked the Cats to win 34-17, and I was really good at sitting there at 35-19 with two minutes to go, and then Isaiah Fonse decides to bust one for 42 <laughs> yards and ruin my close prediction, but uh, the kid deserved it. And he crossed a thousand yards. By the way, that's one of our nominees for Auto Contest Performance of the Week. How about Brian Bushini? We'll talk about him. He's going to join us on Wednesday as well. The FCS Punter of the Year, and now he's uh, in the transfer portal. Looks like he's going to head to Nebraska. But we'll talk to him on Wednesday. The uh, Grizz punter. Uh, great basketball in high school over the weekend. I, I did mention the uh, the MSUB and Rocky games on Saturday, and it was really cool because they honored Lisa Parker um, with a game ball. Uh, Mick Durham, Bill Drykosen, and the connection, of course, we all know Bruce Parker. Lisa, um, his wife, Bruce passed away on July 2nd, and uh, he got his start at Eastern, which is now MSUB. His last job was at Rocky as the athletics director. So it was a full circle, and it was a beautiful moment. It was also Bruce's birthday on Saturday. Uh, He would have been 65. So uh, happy birthday up there to the big man. And uh, talk to Lisa. Kids um, had some tacos. They couldn't do the Mountain Dew, but uh, Ryan and Brett had a taco bell for uh, for their dad on his birthday. Uh, But it was a great one. Um, We're going to talk to uh, Ryan Featherston coming up. Uh, real quick, though, your Montana Rodeo Roundup brought to you by Mark LaRoe Photography. What a great NFR, and it wrapped up on Saturday night with some uh, champions. Montanans in the mix, um, Parker Bredding, Haven Medjid, and someone, oh, Chase Brooks, all finished second in the average. They each pocketed about $57,000, which is really cool for the Montana Connections. Uh, they did really, really well. Uh, Parker actually had a really good chance of winning the average, but he got bucked off his last couple. Casey Field, your winner in Saddle Bronc, and uh, Jess Pope was second. Steer Wrestling went to uh, Tyler Wegas Pack, and uh, Haven, um, uh, nobody from Montana, rather. Jess Brown, the former Bobcat, finished sixth in the world. Team Roping, Junior Nagara, Caleb Driggers. Saddle Bronc went to Stetson Wright for the second year, um, or for the first time. And uh, for the second time in a row, though, he won two awards. He was the all-around champ and then uh, knocked out his brother in the world standings, Ryder. He beat Ryder by about 1200 bucks. That's how close it was between those two for the world championship. Chase Brooks, the Deer Lodge kid, finished fourth. And uh, par- uh, Sage Newman finished 11th in the world. He had a, a really good final couple of rounds. Tie down, Caleb Schmidt won it. Haven Medjid finished second. The 2019 world champ, he also was second in the average. Barrel racing, a, a little bit of an upset. Jordan Briggs dethrones Haley Kinsel 
and uh, Lisa Lockhart finished 12th. Bull riding went to Sage Kimsey. He's now seven-time champion. Josh Frost second. Parker Bredding finished fourth, and Parker, as I said, finished second in the average. He had a great, great National Finals Rodeo. Your NFR update brought to you by Mark LaRoe Photography, and looking forward to uh, to next year already. Uh, Chase Hawks this week in Billings at the Metro. Great rough stock event. All right, uh, some of the nominees for Auto Contest Performance of the Week, Brendan Wagner, Bryson Bonmiller, Javon Nesbitt hitting that 30-plus mark um, in games over the weekend. And uh, let's see who else was in there. There was some really good ones, I can say that. Journey Emerson put up 45 for Lame Deer. Josiah Strutz, or Stutz from Yellowstone County Homeschool at 38. Zorin Laframboise from St. Ignatius, 33. Kate uh, Coda from Roundup put up 31. Paige Laughing of Huntley with 30. So some good basketball. We'll get to some more nominations coming up. And uh, we'll take a quick break because when we do, um, well, we'll get to we'll get to Guy Almquist. Should we do that first? Can you hang out? You can hang out. Okay. Let's get to Guy Almquist first because he had, uh, they opened up the season in the double A. And, well, you could put uh, an Auto Concepts Performance of the Week nominee to uh, Braden Cook. He had 26 to lead the way for a win for the Bruins in game one. But joining us now on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline, the head coach of the boys, Guy Onquist. All right, Coach, uh, congratulations, picking up that first win of the year. Um, how nerve-wracking is that first game every season? You know, it is. I think it is for coaches and players alike, and I'm sure for parents. Um, you know, and we, and we haven't played in a scenario where there's a, a home team with home crowd and uh, for some time, so... Uh, the juices were flowing for sure, and I think what you saw was a little bit of uneven basketball based on, on some of those nerves that are out there and the fact that we just haven't practiced very much. So uh, we shouldn't be surprised that it was a little uh, a little wild to start. <laughs> uh, you mentioned the atmosphere. Um, I know the kids obviously loved it, but how cool was it as a coach to have parents back in the stands? Yeah. It was good. It was good because you just know that, that makes the experience better for the kids, and and that's what it's all about. And so uh, that was nice. I mean, it was just uh, it was interesting, you know. When in uh, pregame introductions, the kids I had to look at them and say, "It's okay, go go shake the hands of the officials and their coach." And you get, it just uh, it was all kind of new, um, kind of funny to laugh at, but it just tells you where we've been here for this last year and a half or so. And yeah. but. Yeah, I'm happy that those that want to come watch and support uh, our youth are able to do that. Uh, it means a lot to them. Guy Almquist, Capital Boys coach, our guest here, Mike Miller, State Farm Hotline. Braden Cook, huge game, 26 points. You knew that was going to happen. But uh, a guy that I didn't, we hadn't talked about yet, maybe, and uh, but in Jacob Curry, and you know watching practices uh, how good this kid yeah. can be, but uh, he definitely helped out in, in a very close game. Yeah, Jacob is uh, just a very solid player, a very solid person. He, uh, you know, I thought last year he might contribute a little bit more in the scoring column, um, but I think it was just uh, new to him, and it, it took a while. And then last year, state tournament, he really stood out to me. He was kind of our sixth man, and he he did a lot of great things uh, defensively, handling the ball, having an extra ball handler for us, and I know he can shoot it. And so to see him kind of step up in that fourth quarter, and uh, you know, we we had him, we switched him onto. Uh, Gallatin's best score, and uh, he held him scoreless for a 10-minute stretch. And uh, that was huge, too, and that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. So mm. 
he did a great job stepping up as a senior leader should. What do you look for coming out of that game as you head into Friday night before we specifically talk about West? But, um, you know, football coaches are always, you know, they always say our biggest growth is from game one to game two. Basketball can say the same thing, too. So what things are you going to work on in practice this week? <laughs> there is no shortage um, <laughs> based on that game, that's for sure. I mean, I, I think from a positive angle, Obviously, you're, you're glad to win. One and all is better than own one. And uh, we did enough things to win the game. We had some good stretches. But a couple things, we need to do a lot better job. We need to take care of the ball. Uh, you know, we traditionally are an excellent passing team and take care of the basketball. And we had nine assists and 24 turnovers. That is not exactly the uh, type of ratio you're looking for uh, as the season progresses. So that that will definitely be number one in practice this week. And then, well, we were even on the glass 31 to 31. Uh, we gave up 13 offensive rebounds. And so when you factor in 13 offensive rebounds, given uh, your opponent 24 turnovers, um, that is a lot of extra possessions and will be hard to uh, have much success if that continues. So um, we're going to focus on the very, very basic things this week, which I think we'll finally have a little bit of time to do. It's been uh, it's been a race to get to that first game. We'd be trying to be prepared for everything. Now we can maybe slow down. And let's just get better at the fundamentals of basketball, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you get uh, West at home this week. You get Senior at home this week. They both each got a big win. Let's talk about West first. A uh, couple of guys that stand out, Sam Phillips, Cooper Tyson. And, but that's a, that's a pretty good team there for Billings West, and, and it's like you know they just, get, they just have great athletes that play a lot of different sports, and, and uh, they're a pretty good basketball team too. Yeah, they're, they're a factory, no doubt about it. Uh, their head coach is a good friend of mine, Kelly Dara, and so I know they're going to be well-prepared. And uh, They've got a lot of – they're not a, a big basketball team, but they're a very skilled basketball team, and they're going to spread the floor on us. We could beat us off the dribble, uh, you know, penetrate and kick, uh, and that's the type of basketball they play, and they're very hard to guard. They're very good at it. So we're going to have to mix up our defenses and, and be really solid and keep the ball in front of us. And, and uh, you know, they're going to get after us a little bit defensively too. So – um, especially if they've seen uh, film from Friday. So um, we know that, you know, they got got to a 2-0 and start. They beat Big Sky on the road. I know how good Big Sky is. So uh, we know we've got a, a, a big task on our hands Friday night. Well, and, and they definitely are a very good basketball team traveling. Um, but when you look at then Senior as well coming to town, they knock off Hellgate, which may be a surprise, but seniors playing really good basketball to start the season, it seems like, too. They're ready to go. Yeah, senior went on the road, be sent on Hellgate. I mean, that's a pretty good start. <laughs> um, they've got a lot of seniors uh, playing for them. A lot of guys that have been in the program for a while. Uh, good size. And, and uh, yeah, these, these are two very good basketball teams. We've, we've known that for a while. We're coming into a tough stretch with these two games. And then Bozeman the next Tuesday, uh, we're going to know exactly where we stand for sure. Well, this is a really good non-conference schedule for you guys, and it's going to test you early, and, and that's probably a really good thing before you start conference play against a pretty good Hellgate team in January. It's critical. You know, we didn't get that opportunity last year. We just had to start rolling, and uh, right. I'm glad we have the opportunity. And then our rotations aren't set. Um, we've got some competition for a few spots, not just starting spots, but we've got some competition for those roles on the bench. Um, so... That's a, I, I can honestly say as a coach from a from a substitution pattern, uh, I, I was I was struggling a little bit 
uh, on Friday night. So those are some of the things we're going to figure out who, who gets the, that confidence and who, who makes an impact, whether it be defensively, rebounding, handling ball, scoring. We, we need more guys to do all of the above uh, going forward. So this non-conference schedule is crucial to, to uh, see who steps up. All right. You went on the road first game of the year, and, and you dealt with the crowd there, but what's it going to be like at the Bears then with fans in the stands that first game Friday night? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. I hope people really come out and support us. I think we've got a, a fun team to watch. They're good kids. They're going to work hard. Um, so, yeah, we just haven't had that in some time. So, you know, again, uh, I'm sure there's still be some some jitters with that, you know, that we haven't had to deal with for a while. And so our preparation this week is key so we can go into this game uh, confident that we've uh, put the work in and, and hopefully enjoy what will be a good uh, home court advantage. Well, good luck uh, this weekend, Coach. And uh, you, you can't win them all if you don't win game one, and you got that one out of the way. So uh, good luck against a really good West team and a very good senior team as well, and we'll talk next week. Awesome. I uh, always appreciate the time, Jason. That is uh, Guy Lundquist joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Uh, tough tough games coming up this week for West and Senior against Capital. Quick break. We're coming back. We're going to talk rivalries and, uh, and, and the such because, well, both of us are getting blown up on the Twitter this week. Ryan Featherston sitting in studio. We'll talk Cats, Grizz, and more coming up next. Hang on. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Strength, beauty, grit, superior craftsmanship. Our homes have it all. At Montana Custom Log Homes, if you can dream it, we can build it. With three divisions and over 50 years' experience, we've got you covered. From a showcase home to a small cabin, we make your vision a reality. Because every cowboy wants a castle for his queen. Montana Custom Log Homes, crafting homes that last for generations. 
Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. All right, welcome back. Jason Walker Show, the segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture 1010 Dearborn Helena. Auto Contest Performance of the Week coming up. we got another nominee in, um, Carson DeRozier. Now 107 in his high school career at Capitol. Uh, picked up his 100th victory uh, in Butte at the Jim Street uh, duels this will, over the weekend. So that's, uh, that's awesome. And uh, he's also won a national champ uh, this summer. I think the kid's going to win his third. He's not going to be a four-timer. He's going to be a three-timer, though. That's how good he is at 130, uh, 138. So, all right. Um, we'll do your auto contest performance of the week on this day in history and much more. Still to come. But he reached out to me last uh, yesterday, and I thought, you know what? Let's get his ass in here. He's a good buddy. He gets along. We get along. His name is Ryan Featherston. Uh, he is that Grizz legacy player. He wore the 37. Who did you give it to? I gave mine to Jordan Tripp. Okay. Who'd you get it from? I got it from Carson Bender from okay. Deer Lodge. Okay. All right. So there you go. You can move the mic so you can sit oh, yeah. back. You don't have to lean forward. You know, there you go. All right. Nice hair, by the way. Thank you. You know I'm on that vision quest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Feather. Okay. So Grizz lose. And I said, uh, you know, Grizz Media, uh, a Grizz fan on Twitter was blowing it up because, well, there was injuries and the officials sucked. And I'm like, that's typical Grizz fan blaming injuries and officials when the better team won the football game. You know, and it's like even any team that loses, you've seen teams that, you know, try to find some way to, like, validate the loss or right. anything like that. And it, and I think more for me, it was one call that was like the momentum changer in that whole situation because it just led to more excitement for James Madison. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it, it sucks. I was salty the whole all Friday night. <laughs> I don't doubt that because you are a true Grizz. Now, and I know every fan base can do this. Bobcat fans the exact same way. I yep. get it. Um, but I will throw this at you before we before we dive into everything else. The Cats lost their number one starting quarterback, in quotes, two weeks ago, right? He, yep. he entered the transfer – oh, last week. Entered the transfer portal two weeks ago, I guess. Um, they had injuries, Chase Benson, Ty Okada. During the game, they overcame and adapted. Why couldn't the Grizz? And that's like I think what every program is trying to do is you're trying to fill the next guy's void. So when someone does go down, I get I get I think that's where you retreat like how good of a team or how good of a run, especially in the playoffs with mm. this bracket. When you're playing 2014 playoffs, you know, luckily you get that first buy. But and that's like where we had a lot of our success when we were young is we could sub dudes out where you didn't have to worry about injuries. And if a guy did go down, because when we played James Madison, my redshirt freshman year, Sean Lebsock gets blows like his ankle out in the middle of the game. So our backup middle linebacker, um, they rotated two of them in, and those dudes had only played probably 10, 15 snaps a game mm-hmm. every game from there on out. And then all of a sudden their time came, and he actually had 
a big a big third down stop and then caused a fumble on fourth down that we ended up recovering right before half, which was huge in that game. Sure. Yeah. Um, and look, I know Cam's a better quarterback. He's the best quarterback on that roster, but... And I was surprised Chris Brown didn't play. He did. He played in the first half. He just looked so timid when he was he? playing okay. the game. And then they brought in Patterson in the second half. And I really think it was what they were trying to do. It's just spark something. Like, offensively, gotcha. we were stalling out. We couldn't. Like, I think third down, he had to look back. But I think we were three for 16. Okay. And so, you know, and you can blame the rest, whatever. But if you can't convert on third down, that means your offense is coming off the field and your defense is on that much longer. Sure. And you saw James Madison's dudes. Like, I mean, if you're going to be on the field for 40 minutes against them, you better hope you're up way more than <laughs> may more than you are down. Right, so. yeah. Ryan Featherston sitting here in studio with us in the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Um, and with that, you know, um, their offense wasn't great all year. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows this. Yeah, didn't matter if it was Cam, didn't matter if it was Chris, didn't matter who uh, who was running the show. The offense was just non-existent for the most part of the season. They had their best performance the week before against yeah. Eastern Washington, but you had to, otherwise, yep. you know, it's a different ball game. But I love that defense. I love that defense so much, and I talked very highly about it all year long. But they had no offense, and when you start on the road. And you fall behind, it's going to be tough against good teams, and, and you saw that. Yeah, and and what like you just said too, it's like offensively, what was our identity? Like we, some weeks it was one guy, some weeks it wasn't. Um, someone texted me, he's like, "Where's the Lex, uh, you know, Lex Hillier, Chase Reynolds type of running backs yeah. that are going to hit it?" I kind of wish Ryan Arnston would have got the ball just to see him hit down hit downhill zone. I mean, we just lacked that. Like what Afonso did in the touchdown right before the end of the game. Just downhill zone, and James Madison was doing it to us and catching us in line games. And it's that little three, four yards sometimes then popped to 42 yards. Yeah. I, felt, I felt like we were just kind of trying to stretch it outside the tackles way too much all year and try, instead of pounding it down someone's throat. Yep, no, I, I agree. All right, so uh, then Saturday, Cats win, and I didn't say a word, you know, because, A, they won. It, it surprised me how much they won by, even though I picked 34-17. But you talk about another really good defense. Yeah. I mean, as a Grizz, you even have to give credit to that Bobcat defense. Yeah, I know. They play good. And I think <clears throat> Sam Houston State, like, when you're looking at these teams, when you're playing some of these Southern teams, like, do they really ever play 11 personnel, 12 personnel defenses? And then, you know, in the Cats' favor, they were playing a team that loved to, you know, stretch it to the outside and allow guys like Troy and your guys' uh, D-line kind of go back. Number 44 was just basically pinning his ears back when they were up yep. 35, what, 7? What is the team going to do? They have to throw to even get into this game because if you run it too much, you're going to take out that time. So as a D-lineman, I'm like licking my chops in that scenario because you really yeah. can play recklessly. You can do whatever you want because all you're going to get is drop back pass. All right, so I took a I took a beating on the Twitter Friday night, Saturday. You took a beating on the Twitter. Um, look, we both agree the rivalry is the best in the country. Yeah, and it's fantastic. I love the Cat Grizz game, and it's just it, you know it, it's it's such a great rivalry. Now there's bad apples on both sides. Yeah, absolutely on both sides. But it's like 99% of fans are great, and this is why you and I can sit in the studio and you're not trying to kill me. Um, or vice versa. I mean, I, I work out occasionally. Anyway, <laughs> um, but people just don't get in. And a lot of it came up with, I said, you can't root for your rival. You just never root for your rival. And people are like, well, there's Montana kids. I don't care. You know, Oregon's got kids, Oregon, Oregon State. They don't win. Yep. Root for each other. You know, Michigan, Michigan State. You name it. Florida, Florida State. 
you, you go back to Auburn, Alabama. That's a great one yep. in the Deep South. Auburn doesn't want Alabama to go win another national yeah. championship. And here's my biggest line was, do you think Bobby Houck wants the Cats to win a national championship? Hell no. Exactly. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> so you can be a big fan of certain players, but you can't root for your rival, correct? Oh, 100%. And I think a lot of it, too, is I'll root for them like, okay, Alex Singleton and I, rivals. And I and I talk to Alex to this day. I didn't care for his success at all until he got to the NFL. Then I'll cheer for him. All right, good, good luck in the NFL and all that. But sure. anytime he was playing the Grizz, I text him. I say, I hope you lose today. You know, like, <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, I saw some, of, you know, see some of these guys like when <clears throat> when people, you know, I guess when you're so invested into it with our state too. You know, there's two ways. You train so hard, you do all your stuff. You know, as a kid, you're growing up in it, and football was physical. And both Helen, you know, when I was living in Helena, you had Helena High and Helena Capital. I grew yeah. up in a really great high school rival. Did I ever want Capital to win a state championship? No. Like, and and so maybe I'm so in, in ingrained in drinking in the juice that I believe in it, even to this day, outside of it being done with football. But I was trained so much by those guys to stay focused. You know, our goals were graduate, do win a big guy title beat state. I mean, it was dri- drilled into our mind, our mm-hmm. mindset, 365 days out of the year. You train that hard to watch your rival win a national championship, oh, it would gives me ch- it just makes me want to throw up. <laughs> so next, ne- there's a possibility that January 7th or 8th you're going to be tossing some cookies. I'm going jackrabbits this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> See, but that's good. Um, Howard said you can root for your, your rival, but you can't. And like you said, even high school. Yeah. You don't think, I mean, CF, CMR, G, GFH, that's another great see, one. I grew up in, a, my mom and dad are CMR, Great Falls High. So I kind of was growing oh, yeah. up in that and then sure. coming into high sure. school. Win or lose. Like, that's what, like, we were always taught, like, with sports. You're winning or you're losing. If you're not winning and your rival is, you're losing in my yeah. mindset. Even if you've won some games and, they, and they're going further than you, you're losing something. And, like, you, you want to keep getting back on top. And that was kind of like... When I was at the university, we were the we were the top, and everyone was chasing yep. us. And yep. so, how do you keep yourself at that level? You know, I love rivalries. I, rivalries are, you know, for us, it is like we need it too at the same time. Because if, if imagine if this wasn't what it is, you know, our state, it just takes a lot of pride in what we uh, represent. You know, the identity that we represent. Yep. Well, no, definitely. And you know, you played for Bobby. Yep. How many national titles did you lose? Two. Okay. <laughs> we played a two nationals loss and then three semis. So my senior okay. year, we lost to Sam Houston State, thirty-one twenty-eight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then Villanova the got you too, right? Before that. Yeah. yeah. Vill- Dude, Matt Cesar ran all over us. I was just telling somebody <laughs> last night this left tackle was like a first-round draft pick from Villanova. My first play out there, he got a hold of me and drew, just pancaked me so hard. I was like, dang. He was 6'10", 310 pounds, and got a hold of me and drilled me. And then when I came back out there, I didn't let him touch me ever. I was, like, knocking his hands off. Like I was, like, trying to – you see different teams. You know, like, when you go to those East eastern schools, you know, like, you see some of it. Just different characters, different athletes that yep. we don't, you know, we don't really see in the big sky at sometimes, you know. Did you did you root for Eastern Washington in 2010 when they won the title? Did I had so I had shoulder surgery. I'm sitting in a chair and I'm just I'm no, I was miserable. I was miserably <laughs> just upset that Eastern was there because I felt we we had lost to him that year. We were up 21 nothing on them, 
in their first day or the Inferno, the debut of the oh, Inferno, yeah. yep. we're up twenty one nothing and we lose twenty four twenty one or something like that. And so and then they go and win the national championship. And we was just that close, and we had just lost out of the playoffs because we lost to the Cats that year when we came out in our black and orange, our black and copper yep. jerseys yep. and stuff like that. So it was it was kind of a salt on the salt on the wound during that time, and it just kind of drilled. You know, it's like we came back into the off season, and it's like Eastern just won a national championship. We get to play them. It just fuels you as a team even more that competition. But you didn't win it in 2011. No, that was I mean, when NDSU started its run. But we did beat Eastern too that year at home. Yeah. Um, kicked their butt. So okay, well, I know we're talking Cats Grizz, but the two weeks ago, Eastern, you know, wide receiver comes out and said they didn't deserve the seed. He balled out in the loss. Yeah. Um, I mean, it helps when you got Eric Berrier out there, but. And, and Bobby and said, thrown 80 times a game. Well, yeah. And Bobby said in the press conference, you know, because Eastern considers the Grizz a rival now, and probably the Cats. Yeah. But Bobby said we have one rival. That's it. Yeah. And we're everybody's rival, but we only have the one. What's your thoughts? I would agree with that, and I think it's more that they want to beat, you know, because we have the success we've had. So Eastern kind of looks to us as I, something, a goal that they want to achieve. But for mm-hmm. us, I think the rival goal is just the Cats. Um, now, has Eastern had their success against us a little bit here and there? But for the most part, we've had their number. And that's where, I mean, they say it's a rival. I think it just shows you how good the Big Sky Conference is growing that the strength of these games or any team can win at any weekend. So their fan, they're just trying to sell it to their fan base to come fill up change sure. high school stadium, you know, when you, when you average like 7,000 fans and then you can get 15,000 in there, it's a big money day for their school. Oh, for sure. Well, they need the money in yeah, their athletic exactly, department. Exactly. Um, and I've said this for forever. What, what UM did to Big Sky Conference and FCS football is exactly what Carroll did for the Frontier and the NAI. 100. Everybody had to up their game. The Cats had to do it. Now, is Washington Grizzly Stadium great? Yeah, I was there for the first time a couple weeks ago, the Eastern game. It's not as cool as Auburn. And had I been to Missoula before I went to the Auburn game, it might be I had been more impressed. But if that money instead had gone to you know, MSU... We we might not be talking the streak yep. or where we at this, in this day and you know that was right after the cats won the title and in eighty four. So that's like the rival itself is you seeing your school across the you know across the divide is new new equipment new this what do we have to do to yep. keep up within the recruiting I mean the rivals never done yep. you know right now the coaches are out trying to out rival each other by recruiting these Montana kids you know who can get the most Montana kids committed that's going to be a big number that everyone looks at. Yep. You know, who can build the next best stadium, the next best thing, you know? You go into the Cat Stadium, they have all their the all the uh, high school helmets on there. I guarantee you'll start seeing the Grizz do something very similar where they're going to have some connection to all the high schools. But, yeah. like, one does it, the other one's got to follow, or you're going to fall behind. Just like Tech, like where Tech's had its success with Chuck Morrell. I mean, they had yeah. to bring someone in to compete, and if you wanted to make money in this scenario. And it brings great focus. When you have great programs like that, it just makes your conference that much more prestigious. No, absolutely. But you still don't root for your conference. Never. I mean, you coached at Carroll. You, did you root for Tech in the playoffs? Did you root for Western or Rocky? You know, and, and I guess that's where I'm, like, more loyal. Like, I was always taught, like, I guess my dad always drilled into me, too, is, like, you know, these are the teammates around you. And I guess I really believe yeah. that. And they're looking out for you. I'm not – I don't know what they do. I don't want them to win because I don't want them going further than I am. A little jealousy at sure. the same time. Well, I mean, 2014, you were on the staff at Carroll. Yep. 
you uh, lose twice that year to Southern Oregon, including in the quarterfinals, which was a, a travesty. Storm, yeah. You know that that was even scheduled. That should have been the national championship. And as good as you know, they had you know Austin Dodge, uh, Coach Howard. I mean, that was a very the receivers were yeah. unbelievably good. The running back, the defense. It was a 45-42 game yeah. in the snow, but they go on to win a national championship, played in it the next year. You didn't want them to win. No, heck no. And I, You don't want them to win, but if they do win in this mindset and you were that close to them, it shows you how close we were Oh yeah, that national championship yeah. team. Carroll should have won it in 13 and 14. It, what it is, I kind of got into it with Joe Dunning on Not into it with Joe Dunning on it, but we were talking about it. It's like, well, the money makes this world go around. NAIA and the NCAA, when they make these playoff brackets, they completely oh. ignore the coaches' polls. I think Rocky got snubbed this year out of the Absolutely. frontier conference. Yeah. I've watched the quality of teams when you look into these playoffs, like, Rocky is a way better, a way better team than half that half those teams that got put into that first round. Sure, um, and it's the same thing with this. I felt like the NCAA or the playoff committee this one really messed it up. I thought I had different teams in different positions. Um, I thought the Cats and Grizz and Sac State and possibly Eastern should have been all ranked just because of the strength of schedule. Same with Missouri Valley. Yep. Um, I didn't think ETSU deserved to be in the. A seven seed. I felt like South Dakota State State was underrated. I completely agree. I think Sac State was over a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think they underrated the Cats. A lot of it is though the money. How far are you going to have to send oh, yeah. a team? How much yeah. does it cost? And then it kind of it takes away the purity of the playoffs because then what does the what would an eight you know if they didn't do it with the money and how would those eight teams would it look like? I had the Grizz playing NDSU for the uh, quarterfinal game. I had Cats playing. Um, it was still Sam Houston State, three versus seven or something like that. Yeah. You know, So I had some of these matchups sure. in my head if this would have been a different way. Okay, uh, so, um, and I, I noticed, um, how, well, how many how many times did you beat the Cats? Four. So four and one? Four and one. You're long so long. I count my redshirt year two, though, just because. Well, you uh, weren't on the field. That doesn't count. Well, you got to be also the scout <laughs> team. You know, you're on the scout that, team. No, I know. All right, so who did you play your redshirt freshman year? Uh, well, who were you for scout team against who the Cats? I was, I was Bobby Daly, number 54. <laughs> yep. And you know what's funny about that is Bobby and I grew up with each other. Yep. And our dads worked out of Sarko with each other. Me, him, and Brad all wrestled with each other. <laughs> um, so I re- And he's a really good buddy of mine to this day. But that's who I was representing. I was middle linebacker all okay. week wearing 54. And I was actually put in a red jersey. So they knew where I was at all times wow. just because, okay. you know, and that's like the schematics of it. You know, like I would guarantee they probably did it too. you got to know where 15's at on the field at all times. Yep. Uh, Ryan Featherston joining us here in studio. Um, okay. I'm not a Grizz guy at all, I, and you know that. I mean, I yeah. did PA announcing. You were playing and came down to Bozeman a couple of times. But if the Cats don't beat the Grizz in 2010, then there's not Sonny Holland um, end zone. I mean, Rob Ash got some things taken care of with, obviously, President Cruzado. She's the best. Um, I know you guys would love to have her over there. <laughs> I always said the best combination is if you took her as a president and put Jim O'Day as an AD, you'd probably make some of the most money for a university. And I don't know if you know who Jim O'Day yeah, is from yeah, Cabin, but yeah. those two's personalities, I think, would be a fire set combination. I think Leon's doing pretty good right now, though, yeah. over there. Well, and, you know, he just really had his very first hire was with Vegan. Yep. He didn't get to hire the basketball coach. That was all Cruzo. She basically came in and said, like, you have to hire Sprinkle. And then he had, you know, he had basically Lubick as a head coach, and he, and that, that fell through. So he had to make a good hire. This is a big representation of his hire. 
So yes, it's great this first year, but how it continues on, oh, it will also sure. play a factor on hit on him himself. So. You know who I think the greatest coach in Grizzly history is? Who's that? Bob Stitt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I'd uh, I disagree with you a lot, just because you would just look at the cat the cat records with it. But yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing, Bobby. I mean, that was a rough time for us because we lost Gregorak. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because Gregorak was Grizz, and then he went over to yep. the Cats. Yep. And it was hard just because you had that much relationship with him, and then you see him go that direction. And I love Coach Ty, but if it would have came down on Saturday and it had to be me and him, I'd go after him like you're on the other side now, like yeah. I'm not going to back down. So. Well, no, of course. And, and that's, you would respect me for that. Yeah. Well, you know, you look at how many coaches have gone both sides. Yeah, uh, Coach Delaney when he yep. did it, too. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. No, there was a few of them. And uh, – but, yeah, I love this rivalry, and I want to talk more about it. Can you stick around? Heck, yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Ryan Featherston is going to stay with us. Jason Walker Show, segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. If you'd like to weigh in on this, you can on the Facebook, at Twitter. You can also uh, call in 406-209-1267, and uh, we'll take your questions as well. But this is the greatest rivalry. There's no question. Coming right back, Jason Walker Show. Hang on. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work. Then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. MarkLaRoePhotography.com Fall is officially here, and now is the perfect time to get your rig tuned up before the big hunt. That means a lift kit from Auto Concepts. An auto concept lift kit will help take you places only the animals can go. And when you do get that big one, make sure you have help to get a home with a winch to pull it out. Or maybe you'll be a good friend and help pull someone out of the snowbank. Check out autoconceptshelena.com for more ideas. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Everyone knows about Dinners Done Right and the convenience of the cook and carry cuisines. It's so easy to just stop by and you have something for dinner that night. But there's also one more thing you need to know about. Dinners Done Right grab-and-go salad bar. Yes, I said salad bar. Always the freshest ingredients along with a daily soup and nacho bar too. 
So the next time you are in a rush or you just want to eat healthy, stop by Dinner's Done Right for the soup, salad, and nacho bar. For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. Welcome back. Jason Walker Show, your auto contest performance of the week coming up. Also, um, on this day in history, the walk-off and much more. Tomorrow, we will talk with uh, Katie Garson-Forba, Brandon Day, Shelby Rasmussen will all join us tomorrow. We continue our conversation here in the uh, Major Mortgage Man Cave. Ryan Featherston, a very nice, grizzly football guy, but he's become a good friend over the years. Uh, we played. A, I got you on a softball tour. We played softball together um, in 2014. Yeah, I remember. I don't remember if you remember me running into the. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, no, I remember. Snagged it though. I yes. didn't drop it. No, you did not. Um, my brother actually was playing there too, and he hurt a uh, shoulder in that tournament. Yep. Our last game we played. Yep. Because we lost, and then we had to come back through the losers bracket. And we played and, like six games, didn't we? Like in, a in one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my awesome. hamstrings were ripped after that. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Featherston in studio. All right, we're talking about rivalries, Cat Grizz, and some people are saying, "Look, uh, you can root for Montana kids. You can root. You got to root for the Grizz or the Cats, whoever is still alive." And, and I say no. You say no. And I want to bring this up real quick. You uh, tweet out uh, last night, FTC, and I've talked about this. Look, I know what the FTC and the FTG. Can we just say BTC or BTG? <sighs> I don't know. I don't want to give in to like the council culture in that scenario. You know, in this scenario, right? I guess but just think there's kids. Oh, uh, that's true. I mean, I also I don't think I'm, I don't really have that many kids around it. I made my daughter say it too. She's three and a half. People might turn me in. I mean, she doesn't know what the FTC means. I have a video of her who'll say it. Um, well, I had my kid when Bob when he was younger, you know, doing the. Now, you know why I don't really say BTG though, or like BTC, is because there was a story about Rob Ash, and this is what some of the players told me, you know. And I'm going to give you a little voice and play. He comes in. We don't want to bleep them. We want to beat them. You know, that's what they told me. They said, and I was like, dude, how are we supposed to get pumped up from that? Like that was their like pregame speech for that, and then. That's uh, fun. So I always laughed at that because when they told me that we in the summertime, so the Timmer brothers. One plays for the Grizz, two played for the Cats, the dad played for the Cats. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you want to talk about a rival in the house. Ty, you know, Cat Grizz Day, it is almost a fist fight between him and his brother. Yeah. And I think that's what it is, like a brotherly love. Like, right. I, you know, like I love the kids from Montana, and I do wish them luck. Like, I hope them for the best, but I hope they lose right. at the same time. Like, I want them to have success, but not against us and not better than us. Right. But, like, you got your kid. I remember when Bob was young, I had him, you know, it's cute when kids say stuff like, Mm -hmm. you know, the eat blank grizzlies, go cats, go. That's just, that's a great cheer. Yeah. You know, and now, did did I hear it at the playoff game? Yes. Yeah. But it's just the, that's the rivalry, though. There's a chance that the Grizz have. You know, and as a kid, too, I guess when you see some of that kid culture, too, I guess maybe it's, instead of saying it, by me just... Saying the initials, I know I'm not saying it. Maybe right. that makes it a little bit better because right. I'm not initially saying the word, so I'm kind of censoring myself a little bit instead of spelling it out. But we all know what it represents. Oh, yeah. And Flint Rasmussen, who everybody loves, Flint, he yeah. asked a couple years ago if we could just just stop with the FTC and FTG. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just let's just calm it down a little bit. Yeah. Right? I get too worked up. I can't even I be in public. Do. I just, like, I get my blood pressure starts rising. And I think it's more just because, like, I want to – well – 
And I have buddies who are hitting me up nonstop, texting me, like, during stuff. And, they, you know, I, I have one buddy who will never text me until one day a year. And if that's when the cats win, and he let, you know, and it's like, I don't want this message right now. <laughs> and a lot of reasons a lot of people don't know this, too, is me and, a, like, two, uh, three of our buddies. So it's me, Riley, Max, and uh, um, Nick. We have a, a bet we did, like, five years ago. A $1,000 bet between us two. Okay. Whatever team wins their first national championship, so if the Cats win a national championship first, we have to pay them a thousand dollars. If okay. the Grizz win a national championship first, they pay us a thousand dollars. So this bet could go. It's continuously been running for five years, and I don't want to pay a thousand dollars to anybody for the <laughs> Cats winning because not only would the Cats win a national championship, I'm dishing out money for it too. Well, that's just dumb on your part. I mean, I, I'll take your thousand. Just give it to me right now. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we're talking with Ryan Featherston. So. For you playing in it, for me having been an announcer. Now I didn't play in it. I wasn't in in tune with it that much. But as an announcer, you become part of teams. Yeah. And you know, and plus I grew up in Bozeman. You know, I sat in the stands with my dad in '84 and watched them win a national championship on TV. Yeah. But, but went to games. Final, yeah. You know, I was there in '85 when they beat Eastern Oregon. Yeah. You know, '86 to nothing. Yeah. Um, I don't think you guys ever beat Eastern Oregon A6-0. No, I don't think Came so. close in uh, 14 or 15 out there, though. Yeah. It was like 59 to 7. Yeah, that was. That was a good game. Um, but for people who have not attended, and I, plus I went to school at, at MSU too, but mm-hmm. people have not attended. People are just an average fan. It's 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 they're not as involved in it, yeah. you know, and, and you don't bleed it as much. I right. Guess. Can they, they can say, yeah, I can root for, for Montana or Montana state, but that means you're not a true fan then. Are you? Yeah. Well, I, and then my question is, is like, who is your true team? So say like, take an example for the NFL. Like I'm a huge Raiders fan. I will never cheer for the Broncos right. or the chiefs to win. Like Patrick Mahomes is my enemy. Now, do I think Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback? Would oh, you put him on a fantasy team? I've never drafted Patrick Mahomes on a fantasy team, but I have taken Tyreek Hill just okay. because of that. So okay. I, I fantasy is a different, but I've never taken him just because it's, I don't think he's ever been available for me during oh, that okay. time. Okay. So that could be it too. I have him. He's my number one pick this year. I had the number one pick. That's what I remember you tweeting yeah. about it and people responding. I, I yeah. took Christian McCaffrey in one league, but I and then in another league we do is like we are the same team, so we only draft rookies as they come in. So oh, okay. I was the first pick for that and took Najee Harris, okay. yeah. Um, but I couldn't – I mean, I, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not going to root for the Redskins yeah. or the Eagles. You um, know, like when the Eagles win the Super Bowl, how do you think Cowboy fans were? Yeah. And I think – and that's the thing for us is we don't have pro football in the state right. of Montana. So it's, have, it is cats and grits. Yeah, and, it yeah. Is, and the one thing that bothers me too is when people go, I'm a neither fan. I'm uh, – you know, and they say Frontier. I love the Frontier Conference, but yeah. you can't – you if, then just don't tell me you're going to cheer for – you're not watching the game. Don't tell me you're not for either team. Right. You don't mean anything to me at this day, right. at that moment. So, um, like, people always tell me that. I'm like, okay, like, if you had to choose, who would you choose? Um, yeah, no, you're picking a team. You can't – you know, and that's the other thing, too, is, like, for, for a long time, Great Falls was all cats. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, it still is. And you had that golden triangle up there. when the, And, you know – and. What I love too is is when every year uh, the media comes out with, well, how many kids are from Montana on this roster? How many from this roster? Well, it's going to depend on when you win. Yeah. You know, if the cats and you saw it the last decade when the cats were winning, and Bob still wasn't really recruiting as much Montana yeah. kids. But even even Ash had more Montana yeah. kids. Um, you know, getting Hauk 
obviously back. Bobby is going to get Montana kids, but not unless he wins. Yep. I mean, he's only 6-4 and four all time against MSU. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Is he the longest, though, coach, or did Ash have nine games as a, as a cat coach? Eight or nine? Yeah. I think Bobby has the most cat. Um, well, Don is. Oh, well, yeah. Don, I mean, old school. Don, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, I guess more in the mod, like in my. In, yeah, yeah. I mean, since 2000. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah but this was because he was. If the Cats had win, he'd be 5-5 five and five this year. But now he's 6-4. and four. It's not like he's dominated MSU. No. He was part of the. Sh- well, he was, he was the head coach when the streak ended, right? No, Flugrad was. In 02? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah the, sorry, streak. the streak. The 16, yeah. 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 And by the way, and this is where Grizz fan is also an idiot. Um, three to two national championships. Okay, what, what's your thoughts when I say that? Because of the, your NAIA and your D2 and then the 84 one? Yeah. I mean, you can claim it. I don't I don't claim I might claim you have the one. But also, I'd like I always tell people who has the most recent ones. Well, yeah, that's what typical Grizz fan because yeah. a lot of bandwagoners. Well, <laughs> and we played in them, and I've lost, you know, lost well, yeah. to at you know 2004 when they lost to um, James Madison. I yep. remember watching that as a kid, and then you know when we lost our two in the national championship like that too. So um, it'd be nice to have say you know five on the five on the wall, but we we haven't. So. Yeah, no, just the two. Um, and then I say this is well, and like who was who were they playing back then too I guess that's what I like who was Montana State playing when they won those national championships like when they won in 84 I'll give it to them when you beat Law Tech you know Louisiana yeah. Tech and Rhode Island like was good back then Rhode Island but everybody's was, changed in the last and that's what 30 I, years I, that's what it, the football conferences has changed yes. all of that's changed yes. so when you do look at national championships like I, I mean well like what's Helena High's last state championship 1932 32. like yeah. it, do you claim it <laughs> Well, they, the banner's not up. Yeah. Nobody knows what happened to the banner. I don't think you claim it. It was 1932. But I don't think back then, too, you didn't have a true state championship. It was just like the end of the teams uh, finished out, and then you basically, the two undefeated. I think it was like Anaconda, and you you know what I'm saying? I think you would be like 10-0, and 0, and then you... No, that was earlier days. I think they actually had a state championship in, 80, in 32. Um, but I will say this, because in, and when I say 3-2, Grizz fan always comes back with, you know, 72, 35, or whatever it is. 73. Don't take my asterisks away. The asterisks game of 2011 with the NCAA. Well, yeah, so you actually haven't won a uh, Big Sky Championship since 09. Yeah. Okay. Um, you got to take it away. Anyway. I have so much to go towards that. Like, I think but here's, here's we self-sanctioned ourselves. The NCAA didn't even sanction us. We, okay. Our president gave us our own sanctions, and he chose those things. We were going to get a way lesser, I think, a way lesser punishment from the NCAA until our president. And this is a lot of people don't know, too. He tried to, He almost tried to cancel Grizz football for a season during all of this stuff. He was going to make, you know, like football not be involved. Like, we were going to have a whole, like, season shut down or something. Uh, Helena High beat Billing Senior 12-6 to in 1932 okay. for Class A title. Libby beat Poplar for the Class B title. Those are the only two divisions. So it was only Class A and Class So we've only won a Class A state title. We've never even won a double A state title. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So do you claim Helena High have a state title? Yeah, absolutely. You won a state championship. True. Okay. It's not, it's not those kids' fault that more teams have started since then. True. Well, and I guess in, in the conferences have changed in the state of Montana. Oh, yeah. You know, as we've grown in the population. But here's what I say about the 73 to whatever. Um, a lot of those wins 
came when the Grizz have always been at a higher division. Mm-hmm. You know, the Grizz were... Oh, you're saying in the rival, the 73 total wins. Right. Yeah. A lot of those happened in the, you know, back in the day. And since they both became in the same division, it's pretty even. It's almost 500. And it took the Grizz winning 16 in a row to get to that point. So since they played in the same league, yeah. it's almost 500. Yeah, I think it's like 28 to 26 and 4 or something, something like, like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, one of my buddies sends me that all the time. <laughs> because it's accurate, though. Well, then, so then you claim, so we'll claim your national championships if you claim all 73 wins. Well, you have to, because yeah. that's part of the record. Yeah. But you have, I mean, that's when Grizz fan goes, well, yeah, NAIA D2, well... Yeah. Well, I mean, you won a national championship. You can't take that away. You right, know, but Idaho you State were Division two when the Cats were NAI. You went to one AA, you know, the Cats were D. You, you could take away from saying that the level of play wasn't, you know, like you're a higher, like an F, right. you know, FCS playing an FBS in right. today's time. Right, that, yeah. An example of yeah. it. So. Or, uh, you know, beating you Central know, I Washington. Didn't really know, I really know that growing up as a kid because, you know what, growing, born in 88, all we known is, you know, they were all at the same level yeah. during that time. Right. So. And I think in, what, 68 they went to the same division maybe or yeah, late I 70s, right around there. But, yeah, it's – and Howard's right. Both people have the bandwagon. I get, my uncle is lives in Texas. He grew up in Montana. He never went to either school, yeah. and he is a Grizz fan. Yep. And he's, a, he's just a dumbass, but I love him to death. Um, Sounds like a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, but so, I love like, giving it back. You know, I can take it too. Yes, at the same you can. Time. I can, I can handle it. In like the last five years, were miserable for me from all the cat fans. Even my students, when I was teaching, they'd let me have it. <laughs> they they decorate my room blue and gold. You know, they wanted me to wear a cat shirt. I'm like, I'll never wear a cat shirt. Yeah. Well, do you see anything grizzly in never. here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and I'm a Bozeman Hawk, but I've got a Capital jersey hang. But there's a cat jersey. Yep. There's the Cats. Eight. That actually was from the 84. That's a painting. Is that Kirk making the tackle right there, Tim? I think so, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. And then... Uh, he would have a neck roll. <laughs> well, back in the day, everybody had I mean, one. That, that cowboy collar was epic. Yeah. And then, uh, the the I think that's the first year, the gold... Um, that Holland expansion or whatever? The Sunny Holland exa- yeah. uh, extent, uh, thing. So, yeah. I mean, here, I'll give people a, a good look at it. So, there's the Tommy White jersey. Well, it's actually not Tommy White, but that was his number because that logo doesn't come yeah, anywhere close. A, yeah, that year's. Yeah. Um, so was Akpla playing? Yep, Elvis. The Sam you. Houston State game when they, he made that unbelievable catch. So they lose that week. And right. Because we, we could have played each other in the playoffs if they would have beat Sam Houston right. that week. Um, they were a good team. And we played – that's when we came into um, – the litter box and beat them uh, 36 to 10. I had to throw it in there. I had to throw it in there because that's what I call it. But, yeah, we came in there. And you remember you were talking about, like, people were upset walking, like, the divide trophy in front of the student section. I smoked a cigar in the middle of the Cat Stadium, you know. But you should have heard some of the comments I was receiving as I was warming up, you know. Oh, well, yeah. And me having long hair, people would were really ripping on me, which I loved it. I was just telling them, bring bring it on. (laughs) Um. Hey, I've got sponsors that root for the Cats. I've got sponsors that root for the Grizz. Um, Sherry Sullivan, Auto Concepts. Yep. You know, huge Grizz fan. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, Rutgers and Capitol or, you know, Cats. They call and, the Cats a lot of the Bruins yep. kids that go that way. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, why is that? Why does a lot of – Helena High hasn't had as many kids – or Capital hasn't had as many kids go over there lately. Is that just to the, cyclical? To the cats? Yeah, is to it just cyclical? I, th- I think it's just sometimes the fitting of the system. You know, when you're being recruited in Montana, you're just hoping to be at the right time of the players that they need, you know. Um, it, 
for me, that D-line linebacker skill was a huge Montana focus, so that's what they were looking for. If you were a kid that was a Montana linebacker that could yeah. play it, they were coming after you, you know, or safety, really, you know, a lot of other positions other than O-line or tight end, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I guess sometimes it's just the timing of it, how many how many scholarships are available, because you also have to fill holes in positions that you're, you're going to have to seek outside of Montana, um, and that's just the, the reality of the game in today's t- day and age. So. Sure. And you, co- uh, you played for Tony Arnson, who's a Grizz. Yep. You know? So I mean, I think he's he's like Tommy uh, touchdown Tommy. He's got he's like the only player to catch a touchdown, run a touchdown, and throw a touchdown against the Cats or in Grizz history. I think. Okay. So well, you have, we have to look. You'll have to ask him. He I told will. me that one time, and he never pushed the Grizz more than the Cats on me, um, which was always who did recruit you hardest. Well, I came in the transition. Kramer got fired at my house that night. Okay. So you want to talk about one of the wildest stories? I'm sitting in, I'm sitting at my kitchen table. Kramer and McIndoo are sitting there. I got offered that summer. I came to camp. Bobby Daly coached me up, and we were doing things, and they offered me right there at camp. You know, um, so they actually were the first to offer, and then the Grizz followed suit within like a week later because then I went to their camp and they responded sure. to. Um, but he's in my in my in my house, and the cats were a real consideration. It wasn't like you know I did grow up a cat Grizz, you know a Grizz fan growing up, just because Helena High had Andy Pedic. Yeah. You know you were seeing like Jason Krebo, who again I would watch on the other side of the sideline go and play for the Grizz, um, and Shane McIntyre and some of those those guys. Um, but I was considering them for a real like a real position. He starts yelling at me. Do you even do your own laundry? Do you even make your own food? And I'm sitting here going. What? Like Kramer saying this? Yeah, he's like freaking out on me. Like just going off on me and I'm like, um, my mom cooks, you know, like I I don't know what's going on here. Like what's like that's like the how he opened up the conversation. It's like, Hey coach, good to see you. Well that's the day they all got those kids got arrested and whatnot. Oh. And then literally the next morning he gets canned. Yep. And then he storms out of my house, like yelled at me for like five minutes and then walked out of my house <laughs> to never be seen again. Wow. But yeah. he was great. Yeah. Coach Crames is you know, awesome. I love I loved his energy. I loved everything about him. Um, a lot of people don't know this, too, is when my senior year, when we beat the Cats in there, we stay in Livingston. Yeah. He had dinner with us. He ate dinner with us the whole time. So I don't know whether him and Coach Delaney just had a great relationship, and that's why he was there. No, they were on the same staff. Yeah. Yeah. And, but he, I mean, he was, it was kind of kind of different because I had, the last time I had seen him, he was in my house screaming at me, and now he's <laughs> on my side on a team that I wasn't for, for him, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, speaking of those, I finally, so when Bobby got rehired, mm-hmm. I did an interview with him. He, uh, I got him to say Bozeman. Bozeman State? No, I got oh. him to say Bozeman, um, and I got him to say another one. He still wouldn't say Cats, or, or, or maybe it wasn't MSU, but because his daughter went to school there. Or was going to go to school there for grad school okay. for nursing, so okay. or something. Yeah. So he was like, "Well, I kind of got to say it." Yeah. Um, but you know, I was there. Okay, let me ask you because I was there and saw it. And I want to get your opinion. Did he flip off the kids in this in the bus in front of the stadium this year? No, 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 no. When you played? Oh, when we played. <sighs> that was the story. Was and I saw it. I saw it firsthand. Well, I but have to be honest with you, I don't think I even saw it because okay. you know when because you guys got dropped off. Yeah, and the coaches are like in the front too for the most part. So like during that time, but like the one funny thing is like when we're coming into live from Livingston and that side, the amount of snowballs that are drilling our buses as we're driving down <laughs> and the amount of middle fingers, it's like 
Yeah, but you do the same thing oh, in I, Missoula. Oh, when, oh yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't have any ill will against any of those people, other than I can't wait to watch you cry about us beating you. You know, like, <laughs> but like I'm sitting on my bus listening to music, you know, just focused, and then you know, snowballs are hitting the side of the bus. I look over, and here's a dude mooning me and giving me the double fingers. My uh, my very my favorite one is because we got I got to travel my red shirt year to the Cat Grays game, and that's when Croy Bierman chased down Dylan Green or uh, the Dylan Green receiver uh, from Billing Senior, mm-hmm. Derek Green, excuse me, yep. Derek Green, yep. and um, we beat you guys there uh that right when i got off the bus here's a guy from wearing the bobcat jersey and going you know f the grizz f the grizz here comes a grizz guy out of nowhere tackles this guy spears him <laughs> knocks the guy out the other guy's buddies start beating up that guy and i was like guys it's not even the start of the game and these dudes are already fighting each other just welcome now, to the rivalry moment too farther but that's sure. also alcohol is being involved in that scenario and they're not making great decisions so. is that why we'll never have a cat grizz game at night do you think, you think the safety wise of it? Yeah, remember. I mean, well, you guys didn't play a night game against Capital, right? I thought we played one night game against. Uh, no, we did. My see, my junior year, we played a semifinal game against Capital, but then we played a Friday night one my senior year, and it went to triple okay. overtime. Because when my wife was a Capital student, she they played. Well, they played at night, but then right after that, or when did they go to playing during the day? Remember, they used to play Saturdays up at Carroll during the day. I think it had to do with if was Carroll even home on that Saturday or not, too. So that played a factor okay. in the scheduling because, you know, sometimes you play Capital in the middle of the year or sometimes you play them in the very last game of the year. So it kind of just depended on that and the ADs and how that decision was made. I don't think there really was a rhyme or rhythm, or okay. rhythm to it. It was... They were cycling up through schedules throughout the whole time. But we did have a Cat Grizz game, I think, in 2013 or 14 in Missoula at night. Remember uh, Bleskin was quarterback through, like, five picks? No. Yeah. Well, 13, it was, there was a home game. last year. Coach Delaney's last year. Oh, so 13, the Cats were at home. Okay. Because so that was my last game doing PA. Remember, in the Grizz came out in Pure Maroon. They had a white, uh, white uh, the Montana logo. It was a night game. I don't. And I feel did like, it end at night then? They like started at two and it ended under the lights because it was November. Well, and we had lights. None of our universities have ever had permanent lights until twenty ten. You know, yeah. Cats were first, by the way. Were they? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, but uh, but we don't really play that many night. You know, like night no. games. But now well, with the amount of ESPN pluses and the TV schedules that you're yeah. hiring, you have to have let that. I'm almost certain they played at night. I don't think they did. It was Jordan Johnson's senior year then. Because that had been Jordan Tripp's senior year, too. So I was 2012. So it was like 2012 or 2014. It was a night game. Uh, must have ended under the lights. Yeah. Cat Grizz night games. I'm going to Google this. I don't think they have. Tanner Bleskin threw five picks. I just know that. He was a good player. Yeah, no, I love it. But, I mean, I just want to. Did you have. Oh, you didn't play then. No, I no, I was already graduated. How many uh, How many hit uh, picks did you have? Three in my college career okay. as a D lineman. Not bad. One of them was a guy who was running a screen from Southern Utah, caught the ball, and I just pulled it from his hands. Uh, Sue, uh, Bobcat fans, yeah. t- think in 2014. I think it was. And Howard, too. It had to have ended at night. It, I think it was. It started at 2 o'clock. It had to, and yeah. And ended at like 5 o'clock, so it didn't start under the lights, but right. it ended in the lights, yeah. which is, especially with daylight savings and everything, now that plays a factor. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And now you have the root sports contracts. Back then, we didn't even have that. The only thing was, was local, uh, local, uh, you know, ABC or whatever, KHTV. Oh, yeah. That was displaying it. Okay. Um, 
you haven't heard this, and I'm shocked, but in 2018, I did a radio show. It was right uh, the Monday after Cat Grizz, and the Cats won in Missoula, and uh, your boy Scott Guernsey um, went off. And I, I have, I'm surprised you haven't heard it. Um, I think I have some sound from it. Hold on a second. Because he was whining and crying and just being... Here it is. Ready? Final few minutes of the Grizzly postgame show from Learfield Sports. Danny Bedard, Scott Guernsey, and this set me off. What a great game. Marred in the end by I have never seen, Denny, a more classless football team than the Montana State Bobcats. From throwing your helmets into the air uh, at the end of the game, rushing the field, to parading around going first to our student section with their teammates, to jabbing the flag on our grizzly bear, to hawking loogies. I saw two dozen players spitting on the bear, dancing, you know, you know, kind of doing a, a horse pond, the dirt thing. They ought to be ashamed. They ought to be ashamed, and it is the most classless thing I've ever seen here or anywhere that I've been a part of. Just wait. All right, so everybody knows I'm a Bobcat fan. And, yes, I know they're Grizzly announcers, but for Scott Guernsey to call the Cat players classless is unprofessional. Um, and I don't have proof of this. Some Bobcat players apparently spit on the Grizz logo at midfield after the game. Guernsey was upset at that. You know, once again, I... I this is why Montana State's always going to be the little brothers because they just don't know how to—they don't know how to do it. I mean, don't don't spit, don't act like a child and spit on the grizzly bear. I mean, really, you're going to do that? You won the game fair and square. Show you—you you made some calls that I was kind of thinking you were crazy on, and they—they they, they worked out for you. And, and and good job, you won on the scoreboard. But I tell you what, man, if I'm a parent and I've got kids and I'm thinking, hey, am I going to go to Montana or Montana State? And and you look and see the classlessness that Montana State had today. It's like, I want those coaches coaching my kids? I don't think so. Um, that's Scott Gerson. So, you went real salty right there. My goodness. And I think it's just more like you're so uh, – just you're in the moment, and you've got to, like, relax sometimes in that scenario. Like, I understand, like, I'm upset at any of those games. Like, I remember, like, the – you know, your guys' uh, Missoula Miracle one. I well, that was in, the same year. Yeah, so I, well, I think that's the game. But, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is the yeah. game. Well, I saw it. I was I was duck hunting, so I was listening to it on the radio the whole time, and we were having great success. And then I kind of lost service, and we were coming, and like right when I walked upstairs, that fumble happened, and everything. I went downstairs, and I didn't talk to my wife, and, and like didn't do anything for like three hours. And it wasn't like more like I wanted to fight people, but it just like you're you're in. So the, that's what the rival means to me a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Like it's a heartbeat. And, and people are like, you're old now. It's like, well, I, I'm never not going to be a Grizz. You know, I hope right. my daughter goes and gets to be part of it and do that stuff. I, um, so I, you know, when they lose, I take it. You know, I take it. Like, and I, but I, I don't think I, I can take losing better than other people can. Apparently. You know, like because I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. And I can handle it sure. back. And I mean. I guarantee there's times that we spit on it, flipped a you know a fan off, or you know. Yeah. You spit everything. on the field all the time. Yeah, I mean, football I, players I, do this. I blow my nose all the time, whether it was not purposely on the cat, it was just to get my nose clear yeah, so I could breathe. Yeah. But you know, and I loved it. I loved when fans would come. You know, we'd walk in. I was kind of telling you when we'd warm up, and kids that I went to school with or I wrestled with against over the years, and they're at MSU. And they're fast, fast, and you know you make eye contact, and then they're giving you the double bird. <laughs> I laugh, I smile, like I have nothing personal sure. against that. But I can't wait to see you after the game when I've won, and I can just yeah. give you that. I'm going to kind of 
sly, hey, how yeah. are you doing? You know? For sure. Yeah. Did I, you? I tweeted out happy Catterday after we beat you guys, you know, like mm. to be a smart ass. Well, it's because you are. But yeah. that's what's great about this thing. And, you know, I golfed this, this summer with a guy, um, a good friend. We are on completely opposite political spectrum. Yeah. And he said, but we can go out and golf. Like yeah. that's. We're buddies. You yeah. put it behind, you know, you don't talk about it. Yeah. You know, um, if I go duck hunting with you, which I never will because I don't want to kill it. I don't like birds. Yeah. Um, I'll go shoot an elk with you, though. Oh, yeah. I yeah. got mine this year during bow season, though. Okay. Yeah, I don't bow hunt. See, I bow hunt so I can just bird hunt. We run the labs really okay. hard. And, dude, I, I got to show you some footage of this weekend of the amount of geese. I had probably 5,000 geese trying to land on me at one time. It's pretty nice. sweet. It's, uh, it's, the, never mind. it's a new rush. It's a high. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just love giving you a hard time. Um, we got to get you advertising. Yeah, we got to get you advertising. Yeah. Anyway, um, but that's that's just it's the rivalry. Yeah. It's just. It's, I love that. I hope you need to send me that clip so I can listen to that every morning. I want that's like fuel for me. I was like, I'm laughing. Like I'm, I can see how he's just saying it too now. Like how. He's probably just fired up, ready well, to go. Well, what's great is I did some research right after that, too, right before that show. He um, And by the way, that was the greatest timeout in the history of sports, calling oh, that timeout. Right. And then we called the same play, but just flip it. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 Um, and Chase Benson blew up some dude from Missoula and from yeah. the Grizz. And, yeah, yeah. it's great. No, I um, – Anyway. Um, shook me to my core. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Where was I going with this? I don't even remember. Oh, just Guernsey, like what? His oh, oh. So we also he also said on that he also was saying, and I should have just kept playing it, but he also said that, um, or I did some research. He he said something to the same effect, like in Idaho State. Yeah, like he's just he's just a hater. And that, you'll get that with people at times. Like I don't like losing, but I can lose. Like I yeah. can handle a loss, yeah. you know. And when the, like when the cats win, I'll let people sit there and give it to me. Like I'll take it. But also at the same time, I'm going to turn to them and not admit, like, I don't want them to win. Like, I'll tell them straight up. And they can be mad about it or whatever, but I'm just – and then, like, they try to make me kind of feel guilty about it. Like, sure. oh, they're Montana kids. I'm like, no, I'm just so ingrained into the and, – and that's how I'm – you know, that's yeah. how I was trained to be, I guess. Like, you win or, they're you know, if you don't win, they're winning, and that's not good. Yeah. Well, plus you had Bobby Houck. Yeah. I mean, he's, he was your I coach. I really lost nine – I only lost nine college games or eight college games, you know, and two of them were a national championship. So, oh, well. second place is first loser. I know. I, that's my my whole football career. So, who'd you lose like, to in title games? Villanova, Villanova, and Richmond. And Rich, oh, Richmond. Yeah, oh, you, and you're giving you're giving cats a hard time for who did they play back in their national championship games? Richmond, they were legit. Yeah, Sidbury got drafted by the then, Falcons. Yes. They're, they're not. They're they're decent this, in the so. CAA. They, I mean, they Villanova some, was they a five Mike, seed, but they weren't. Shouldn't have been a five. They seed. had Mike London, who then got hired by Virginia Tech. Um, there were some. There were some good guys. I they got they scored a touchdown on me in uh, the national championship. I'm a redshirt freshman. I'm in. We're in Cub Tan, which is like man coverage. Safety over the top help. Toss the pitch to the running back. I'm running with the quarterback. They throw it up. I'm supposed to have safety help. No one there. I jump up. I'm this far from being like a hero, and the dude catches the touchdown over me for a touchdown in the national championship oh, game. Oh, man. I know. It sucked. Yeah. Um, but I can admit that. Like, I was that close, but I didn't have success. Sure. I failed. Okay, we got a couple of Facebook comments. 
Chase, Sue, it was Chase Benson that blew up the Grizzly um, blocker that allowed Tucker Yates to, and Grant Collins. Oh, yeah, Tucker to, Yates. Tucker Yates. From he forced the fumble. Collins recovered it, but it was Chase Benson that blew, blew the up center. the play. Yeah. Uh, and then Howard, how would you feel, Jason, if Grizz players spit on the trophy? Nobody spit on the trophy. They spit on the logo. The logo. The logo. Yeah. I, you, the trophies. The trophies. Uh, Ugly. No. Well, I get it because I've seen the mountain range, the color itself. Sure. Um, I like how the design is because it's a bobcat and a grizz on either side. It's heavier than hell. It's one of the heaviest pieces. I think it's the second heaviest uh, trophy. Nevada think, yeah. and Reno's got a cannon that weighs like three three thousand pounds <laughs> or something um, uh, that you're definitely not picking up. Um, but the trophy itself is is like glorified. You know, the winning team is going to get a hold of that. I don't think they're not spitting on that. They're spitting on the logo. Yeah, they're spitting on the logo. Yeah. The trophy smoked, means. I was it. smoking a cigar on the logo. You know, right? Waving to people. See ya. You know, and these are getting handed yeah. out to us too that sure. we're smoking cigars. But see, this is this is Grizz, this is a typical Grizz fan. Howard being Grizz fan, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they, they spit on the logo. Grizz, he just admitted he spits on stuff. Yeah. So don't. Eh, I love you, Howard, but no. Um, all right. So a couple other real quick things. Uh, we're going over, but that's okay. Uh, where does Jace Lewis rank in the pantheon of all-time great Grizz linebackers? I think he's definitely a top five player, a top five linebacker. That, that says a lot. Yeah. I mean, we've had some guys I played with, Caleb McSurdy, Jason, uh, Sean Lebsock, you know, uh, great football players and didn't have great, you know, they didn't, some didn't go to the NFL and some did. Mm-hmm. You know, Brock Osweiler played with those guys too. Um, but I love Jason's story. Brock Osweiler. A, yeah, or excuse me, Brock uh, Coyle. Sorry, oh, no. Brock Coyle. But Croc Osweiler. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. oh, yeah. he got the money and really, yeah, yeah. what do yeah. you do? Yeah. Uh, Brock well, Coyle's pretty good. He's, he's playing golf for $75 million. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's why I tell people, I'm like, yo, you know, who gets the only quarterback that was better than me in high school was Brock Osweiler as a sophomore, and he went to Arizona State, signed a $74 million contract yeah. with Houston. And, never and you're hunting ducks. And I'm hunting ducks. And talking to Jason Walker. Yeah. Yeah, you we are winning. Yeah. yeah. But no, um, I think his whole story from coming in, you know, a quarterback like myself playing in high school, a linebacker, you know, in Class B, Townsend, um, just right down the road, yep. being from East Helena, now we're Class A and everything like that. I kind of love that. And now we can start kind of creating our identity with that. Yep. Um, he worked hard for it. But then I was telling you, a lot of these young guys, you look at the history of Montana linebackers, they didn't get a lot of them play start for four years. Nope. A lot of them are, for their first two years, are great substitutes. You know, and that's where we had a lot of success is, can you get your good players off the field enough to keep them preserved when we get to the national championship and you can catch them a break? And then when you do sub them out, that you're not losing anything. You know, Caleb McSurdy, his first two years never started, but then his two years he started, he was an amazing linebacker. So that that's that whole system of it. Dante was ahead of him. And yeah. then there was another, Josh Bush was ahead of Jace Lewis, you know. Yep. He wasn't good enough as a freshman and sophomore to beat him out, but good enough to be on the field at times, do a special team things, which Bobby takes a lot of pride yep. in special teams. Yep. And if you want to be a starter, you better be a badass special teams player for well, him, you know. Junior Bergen. Yep. And how, you know, when, they, when <laughs> the Grizz beat the Cats and they're talking to Vegan in the press conference about Junior, and he goes, yeah, I'm not touching that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When they asked yeah. him, like, hey, yeah. he decommitted, did you, how did you, like, try to commit him back? Yeah. Good for him. I, I, that's just yeah. not a, a down-the-hole type of question. No. No. Because no matter how you respond to it, it's, it's going to lose. Be, lose. Yep. 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 Um, all right. You know, like Gunnar Brecky, a lot of people don't know Gunnar committed yeah. to the Grizz first and then committed to the yep. Cats, and then he only got one Grizz victory. But Yeah, but he was good. Yeah, heck yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Hell and the Kids. I love watching Hell and <laughs> the Kids, do. though, too. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just a great – it's just – it's it's a it's awesome. All right. Um, by the way, the Hell in a Sports Hall of Fame was released. Bob Robinson, Bruce Doring, uh, Dave Pelletier, Ty Erickson, Heather Lieberg, Amy Brooks, Matt Miller. He was a pretty good football player. Yeah. Cindy Lockett, Jim Gross, Linda Paul, and Tony Arnson, um, along with uh, a guy by the name of Ryan Featherston. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mrs. Chesterfield came to my house a couple of weeks ago and knocked on my door. I was in my garage chopping up some dog <laughs> shoes. And I'm like, who's at my house at like 8 o'clock at night? Um, and she told me I was being inducted, and uh, it was it was uh, it was kind of a surreal moment, you know. Like growing up in East Helena, and I always told kids I was going to go play for the Grizz, and some some of my buddies would make fun of me, and or I was going to go play Division One football, you know, in my mindset. And my dad believed in me and pushed me hard. So when I got that, it was kind of cool to you know keep the legacy of how hard we worked to get you know get to that position, and it you know nothing was handed to us, you know you got guys, and to be part of like Matt Miller and Ty Erickson and some of these legends of the surround. And, you know, to me, I call us title town. Montana, Helena, Montana is like a title town to me. The amount it's of winning good. we do in here and the amount of athletes we produce, it, it shows you what what we can do or what we have around us. So You were pretty good in the javelin too. I didn't know that. Yeah. Just uh, tried. I was good. I took six. And there's these guys from Kalispell, Dan Ogden, who played for the Cats, was throwing it like 220. He was throwing like 196. <laughs> you know? Um, all right. Two-time state wrestling champ. Um, 189 in heavyweight. 215. Uh, I wasn't heavyweight. It said heavyweight. I know. Kurt it's messed Kurt. it up, which is, which is surprisingly crazy, okay. you know, different. But by that year, that was the second year 215 weight class was okay. created. Okay. So it was light heavyweight. So he's not hard far off okay your playing weight was 230 in college where are you at now i'm 210 now okay yeah i was like 250 that was like you fluctuate so much from the beginning of the season to the end oh, of the sure. season you're trying to put on muscle mass like and all that stuff but there's at times you know 250 260 in the summer but you're not holding that the whole time you're just using it to maintain so by the time you're walking yeah. out of season you're like 230 but i'm a string bean man i'm tall skinny and i my metabolism burns so fast so it for me, I was almost eating 8,000 calories a day Jeez. just to try to even keep up. Wow. Yeah. Um, go Cats. Saturday. <laughs> go Jackrabbits. See? Okay, who does Leon root for? Like Costello. He was out at South Dakota State. He's now the AD at MSU. I'd Obviously, you're rooting for the Cats. Yeah, in this but, scenario because his yeah. current job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you have to. Because you were in Conrad yeah, for a year. Is that and right? And I went to Helena Capital and coached. Right. And then I'm coaching against my own high school. Uh, which, you know, coaching against my own coaches at the same time, too, which I, you know, then I'm invested. Like, kids will, you know, kids can tell if you're not, in, you know, invested in this scenario. Well, you They, they call out your BS. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, you cared about kids. Um, would you go be an assistant at MSU? No. Really? No. I don't think I could. I don't think I could. Okay. I and I I love Coach Ty and I respect him. It just hurt me a lot too. I don't think I don't I don't think that opportunity would ever be granted to me either. At the same time, well, not now, but yeah. Had it come up, you you couldn't have gone. I'd only go for a head coaching position if I had to go like something like that. If if I was say if I took a coaching graph and the Cats offered me a head coaching job, I'd probably consider it. You know, just because you'd be in your own state and everything sure. like that. So. Okay. Are you going to get back into coaching? 
I want to get into coaching girls and stuff like that as my daughters grow yeah. up. I okay. do. I had to take a break a little bit and focus on the family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's you know, when you I get... I did 10 years of it, and, you know, you kind of put everything off to the side, and um, now I can, can focus on them, and, you know, she's three and a half, and we're in gymnastics and ballet and just having fun with it. and. Yep. She's a firecracker. I already get her in her wrestling stance and getting her <laughs> skis. Like I can't wait to see what she does. That's you know, awesome. and and it's in today's day and age too. You know, it's you're not trying to be a like a hard ass. My dad was a hard ass. You know, I was pushing tires in the backyard. Oh, you know, yeah. getting you know stronger. Now it's you're trying to just keep that encouragement and keep them going and give yep. them that confidence. And yep. I think I do a great job cheerleading. I think you are a good cheerleader. Thank you. Yeah, Mike you. Van Dees even says so at practice one time. <laughs> in not a good way. No, of course not. You know, my favorite my favorite feather moment in when you were coaching and I was doing radio was um, who was the freaking great running back? Dustin Rinker. Rinker. Yeah. And I come to you like five, six games into the year and I'm like, hey, what's up with Rinker? He hasn't uh, he hasn't broke off a hundred yard game, you know, he's not been the same. You're like uh, dude got married in the off season. He, you know, he's he's, he's having sex now, yeah. so he's his legs aren't there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, I can't say this on the radio. No, no, you know, now you can. Right? I can now, yeah. Plus, well, that's what my theory was. <laughs> well, I think you might have been right. Um. Anyway, hey, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Go, go, cats every day. I even told my kid when he kicked at hell in a high. He was JV, but. Um, I said, look, if you go play in Missoula, you get a scholarship, I will root for you to make every field goal, every extra point, and hope you lose every game. That's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. My, my buddies always tell me that my daughters are going to go to MSU and play for them, and I'm going to have to cheer for them. You know, and you see, like, Brian Schween, who just hurt yep. his daughters over at the Cats. You know, uh, I think family trumps over that stuff at times, too, though. Like, oh, well, it has I, You know, definitely. If my daughters came there, I'd make them. But well, I, I don't, I don't Maeve, think I Shannon... Maeve, if she says, go Cats, because there was a girl at her daycare trying to teach her to say, go Cats, and she said it to me one time. I looked at her. I said, who taught you that? Because it wasn't us, and, you know, and she told me the person. I said, if you say, go Cats again, I said, you know where the stairs are underneath the stairs? I said, that's where you'll sleep. <laughs> that's where your bedroom will be. And, uh, you know, I'm jokingly saying it to right, her, but, but at the same yeah. time, like, yeah. I mean it. Sure. Definitely. See, I didn't have, like in high school, it was Bozeman. Yeah. We didn't have Gallatin. We didn't have yeah. Belgrade. It was Bozeman. Butte would have been the, the the rivalry then. And I grew up in a great high school rival. Oh, and yeah. people hated you. You know, and I and when I say hate, don't take it in the way of, like, right. you hate them. But they hated me to play against me. I remember Crosstown Wrestling, you know, at Pack Stadium. And wrestling wasn't popular as it is now, but during Crosstown, Everyone showed up. Sure. And my sister had a Featherston shirt on her, and someone dumped a pop on her, like purposely walked up and just poured it on her. Oh, yeah, you don't. It kind of went a little ways at times when, you know, like people like put forks in our yards at times to, you know, it. Yeah. You get a little. But I never was going out, you know, doing that. I just do my shit talking on the the field as much as possible. No, you did. I remember when we, so my senior year, we beat them in triple overtime in the regular season. I scored like all four touchdowns. Like I, I balled out. Our whole team balled out. But I was on cloud nine. I mean, I just scored every run, you know, rushing touchdown. I'm at in the truck driving back into there, and people are, you know, capital people are giving me the birds back then. He'd tell me, you know, boo and hey, you know, yeah. all that. And I was like, I love it. I kind of, it fuels you in a good way. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, and you've got buddies over there. Oh, some of the yeah. best. Yeah. You know, Matt Miller, Jared Hunt, Kyle Mahelish. Yeah. Like, it's cool to see it from the other side, too. So Can I guess you talk like Mahelish? Coach, 
hey, uh, what are you guys doing over here? <laughs> You're not I quite as good. I haven't been around him in a while. You're so. not quite as good as Fanny. Yeah, no, oh, Fanny. Yeah. Fanny's the best at that. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I could get on it. I got to stand by him for a couple of days, and I can pick it up quite easily. <laughs> it's like going down south. You pick up the accent yeah. real quick. Yeah, like uh, Brian Kelly did. It only took him less than 24 oh, hours. Did you see that? That's so bad. I've been loving the, I've been so loving the attacking on him at LSU and <laughs> all that stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and I'm not a Notre Dame fan, so. No, and I think they got better by him leaving, too. That says a lot because he helped change that culture again. It was not good for a while. No, it wasn't. Charlie Weiss was one of the like worst hires that they've <laughs> ever had in their entire life. Hey, so. he's another one sitting getting paid. He's got like three job paychecks he's got, and he's not doing anything. I'm just so tired of seeing like the old coaches continuously getting hired. I'm loving like these new age yeah. coaches. Like I loved how the Arizona Cardinals went after Cliff Kingsbury, who was like a 500 a 500 winning coach, but they knew what he yep. could do. Um, Lincoln Riley to USC completely blew my mind. I was like, wow, way to go out and win. Like yeah. that was like. That's how much winning means. Winning yep. means money. Winning means more people in your school. When we were playing App State in the semifinal game, the servers at the university crashed from applications being people were putting applications in. With Montana State hiring Cho, look how much she's changed them and how much money has been brought in because of that. Yep. Well, and I, like I said, it goes back to when Ash beat you guys. Yeah. And, you know, he... And then you get the stadium addition. You get you know? the addition. You get everything. When you win, th- people are willing to... Well, look at how the thing to keep it going. I mean, yep. there was some off the field issues over there in Missoula as well, but the enrollment. I mean, yep. it's just it was for a long time the Grizz were here, and now they're here in the Cats. Right? It's yeah, it's when, interesting. It's yeah. the statistics, as you know, watching the history of like how that how that plays a right. factor in it, and great great exposure for both teams this last weekend. You know, oh yeah. Well, to get out especially there. for the Grizz, the Cats weren't on TV. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, I have ESPN Plus. I do the Hulu. Well, a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah, but so. but why aren't they on? It's you know the love for the Grizz. Well, how about that? You lost. Yeah. Well, I don't. They lost. I don't know one hundred percent. I think I don't even know who deals with that. How no, ESPN has always out. had yeah, a it's all had a, there. ESPN loved. I mean, they brought in lights for years for playoffs. Yeah. So I mean. But those ones we were seated higher, so it wasn't like we were outbidding anybody for the first round stuff. Like we were, we were right. seated during those right. ones, so we were going to have those ones. But yeah, the Friday night games on it, I think it's also a lot of it has to do with like the coast. Like you know, like everyone plays off that West Coast timeline. So if you get teams on that, it makes that that Friday night timeline a little bit better for everything yeah. compared to doing it on the East Coast. You know, because it was like at five o'clock. I mean. If the Missoula had been at home, it would probably been a 7 o'clock game. Well, yeah, think, yeah, like the week before yeah. with Eastern. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, you yeah. guys have a nice stadium. You have the ugliest jerseys in the country. Maroon and it's silver. Just, it's a terrible color. I have nothing in my closet that has anything to do with except for Helena High stuff because my kid. Well, now I've been maroon and silver my whole life. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, you know, like at Helena High, I've been maroon. And and this is the thing, too. Maroon's not even Helena High's real color. It's like a cardinal. Yeah. When Carson came in, he, it kind of turned to that maroon color. Yeah, well, imagine that. Yeah, the Grizz. The Grizz run. Just, See, and I love Arnson. I, just, I, I give him crap. But he's a Grizz. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, Kyle Sampson. He yeah. was a Grizz. But I like him. Would he be Idaho Vandals that game when he came in as the triple option quarterback as a redshirt freshman? Yeah, I remember that game too. But now he's at Tech, you know, and if I would have been at Carroll, I'm not cheering for Tech at oh, the time. No. Yeah. Oh. All right. But I want them to do well. You know, I wish them well, but I don't want them to win at the same time. See, there you go. It's about rivalries. Yeah. Hey, uh, you can come on anytime and talk rivals. I appreciate it. That's Ryan Featherston. Stay here because i got to let you out. Um, 
Well, you can stay. I got to do on this day in history. I better quick. go get the get those uh, kids taken care of. Well, I got my kids. She just got home. <laughs> Give me two minutes. Oh, I will. I will. Okay. Jeez, Ryan Featherston. Driz win one year out of five, and he gets all. Hey, I'm back to normal. <laughs> There's all right in the world. I can. I, I wake up with a pep in my step uh, more every day now, knowing that. Yes. But now, now I have to listen to the cats have lasted longer than the Grizz in the playoffs. So, well, usually do. Um, at least lately. Yeah, that's two years in a row. The Grizz have lost out in the quarters, and the cats go to the semis. Yeah, just saying. Um, all right. On this day in history, oh, by the way, your auto contest performance of the week, Tommy Malott, uh, five touchdowns. Yeah, that was Catch, impressive. throw, ran. Yeah, he was pretty good. On this day, brought to you by Mountain Nutrition, 3222 Centennial Drive, December 13th. It is Violin Day. It is uh, National Guard's birthday, Day of the Horse, and uh, National Cocoa Day. Uh, this day, 1936, Green Bay Packers beat Boston Redskins 21-6, to uh, the Packers' fourth title. Redskins would then move to D.C. the next year. 1952, Dallas Texans' first game, or play their last game, rather. They lost to the Detroit Lions, 1-11. Uh, uh, Jackie Robinson got traded to the Giants from the Dodgers on this date, 1956. He retired instead of going to... See? He didn't go to his rival. Yep. There you go. Just saying. Uh, let's see. Archie Moore's birthday, the American light heavyweight boxing champ, 1913. Larry Doby, the first uh, African-American in the American League. Uh, born on this date, 1924. Happy birthday, Taylor Swift, 1989. She's a, she's a year younger than you. Yeah, 32. Yeah, wow. Um, I don't know whose hair's better, though. Hers or yours? Mine. Natural curls. Uh, San Diego on this day, 1967, got snow at zero elevation. And uh, Saddam Hussein was captured on this date in 2003, which was awesome. All right, the walk-off. Let's do that and uh, real quick so somebody can get out of here and go take care of his kids. My wife's going to yell at me. Um, here, i got to play this. We're almost at the end of the show. My 70s porn music. What did we learn? <laughs> and what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. I got the music. You got the 70s porn. <laughs> All right, the walk-off is brought to you by Cafe Zydeco, where the Big Easy meets the Big Sky. And uh, stop in, get a po' boy tomorrow. I highly recommend it. All right. Uh, Brian Buscini, congratulations. He will be on the show Wednesday, but uh, he enters the transfer portal today, the same day he was named the FCS Punter of the Year. Uh, Well-deserved. He was a stud. Changed the field. That's going to hurt the Grizz a little bit next year. But the uh, Capital Kid looks like he might be headed to Nebraska. So we'll talk to him um, on Wednesday about that. So uh, let's see. Uh, is that all I think I wanted to mention? It is. Hey, Rhino, thanks. Appreciate it. Anytime. Um, thanks for having me. See, he's a Grizz guy, but we like each other most of the time. Saturday, we just won't be cheering for the same team. So No, no. Any Saturday. No. Ever. Ever. Go Cats. I can, And I respect. I love that. Yeah. See, uh, Scott Evans, by the way, said he was going to get me a Grizz helmet, and I haven't seen it yet, so... I'd give you mine, but it's got too many Bobcat beatdowns on it. I don't know if you want it. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even let my wife, by the way, wear a Bobcat shirt. She wore one. She wore a cat shirt, Day of Cat Grizz. Mm-hmm. Cat's lost. I won't let her wear it. On, she jinxed it. On cat games yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm that way, too. I have superstitions when it comes to some stuff like that. So. Oh, sure. Um, this is a funny story real quick. I'll let you go after this. My wife... Uh, and our first Christmas together, we're at her family. Her whole family went to Missoula. Her sister was a dancer over there, um, Bailey, Oleg oh, yeah. Miller. You know Bailey. Yeah. Great, great young lady. Um, 
her cousin. And so, yeah, it's just, you know, we're, I'm giving each other, we're giving each other crap. It's like, uh, you know, like I said, three to two championships. That's all I need. And really overall, it's like 14 to two because rodeo and basketball national championship, 1929. Come on, sweetie. It's fine. But uh, I'm like, we're arguing like three, two, three, two. And her, she goes, well, well my school has six. So you both suck because she went to Carroll. Oh, so. Okay. Finished it off strong. She was a capital Carroll girl. So she's got some winning in her blood. Yeah, definitely. And hello, she married me. Yep. She is winning. That's sweet with Montana winning. That's what I love, too, at the same time. In the end of it, like, if we're better than 40 other nine, 49 other states, too, I'll give that a little bit, but not enough. Oh, wow. Okay. Hey, tomorrow, um, Brandon Day, Katie Garson-Forba, and Shelby Rasmussen will join us. If you missed anything, go to jasonwalkershow.com. And uh, this was a fun show. But we'll do it again tomorrow. Four o'clock, Jason Walker Show. See you then. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.